What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie's misbehavior and our friend. But first, let's talk about the movie Misbehavior. Here's a quick synopsis. Sally Alexander, an activist, joins the newly formed women's liberation movement and hatches a plan to disrupt the broadcast of the 1970s Miss World competition to call out the competition for objectifying women. The number one reason I checked this movie out was because of who the star of the movie is. That's Kira Knightley. I did a podcast on her. You can go back in the archives of this show to check out that episode where I talked about her fantastic career. I've loved her since I saw her in Ben and Like Beckham and the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And she forms a terrific duo in this movie with Jesse Buckley, who is a star on the rise. She starred in the Charlie Kaufman film, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, in 2020. She was fantastic in that film, along with Jesse Plemons. I mean, Knightley and Buckley are the duo I didn't know I needed in life. Knightley is playing this smart and independent woman who is afraid of breaking the rules, while Buckley is playing this wild and crazy person who will do anything to spread the message. They are both concerned about the same things in the long term, but their methods are different. Again, they are a tremendous duo, and the biggest reason to give this movie a chance. Buckley's next films include Men, the next movie from director Alex Garland, and The Lost Daughter, the directorial debut of Maggie Gyllenhaal with Olivia Colman and Dakota Johnson. The rest of the cast of Misbehavior is star-studded and includes Greg Kinnear from As Good As It Gets, Little Miss Sunshine, Reese Evans from Notting Hill and The Amazing Spider-Man, Gugu Mbatu-Ra from Motherless Brooklyn and The Morning Show, and Leslie Manville from The Phantom Thread. The two standouts from that list include Greg Kinnear, who is playing comedy icon Bob Hope, who I didn't know a lot about before seeing this movie. I just knew the name, and he was super wealthy. That's all I knew about Bob Hope. And in this film, he's completely oblivious as to why people have an issue with the Miss World competition. I have zero clue as to whether Kinnear was accurately depicting Bob Hope, but I really enjoyed the performance. I think Greg Kinnear is an underrated actor. Yes, he's been nominated for an Oscar, but that was almost 20 years ago. He's really good in Little Miss Sunshine. I like him in movies. I hadn't seen him in a movie in quite a long time, so maybe because of that, I thought the performance was better than it was. But overall, I think Greg Kinnear is really good in this movie in a small supporting role as Bob Hope. Again, I have no idea whether or not Bob Hope was really like this in real life. I was born in 1994. I don't really know that much about Bob Hope other than the fact he was one of the wealthiest comedians of all time. I just really enjoyed Kinnear in this movie. The other performance that I really liked in this movie comes from Gugu Mbatu-Ra. There is one scene in particular I thought she was incredible. It's the one scene in this movie where she has a scene with Kira Knightley. That's when I was like, wow, Ra is really becoming one of the best supporting actresses working today. She's great in the morning show. She was great in Motherless Brooklyn. More people need to know the name Gugu Mbatu-Ra. She's also going to be in the upcoming Disney Plus series Loki with Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Sign me up for that immediately. When you watch a movie like Misbehavior about something that happened that was actual events in the 1970s, you begin to compare it to what's going on today. You can watch a movie like this and say 
to yourself, wow, things are a lot better for women in some cases, but in some instances, this is still scarily similar to what's happening in society today. I mean, think about the other Greg Kinnear film, Little Miss Sunshine. That's still about beauty pageants taking place in modern time. We have not really fixed the issue of the problem of having these kind of competitions and who runs these competitions and what message we're sending when you win these kind of competitions that are all based on your looks. And something I loved about this movie is how it depicts how these type of organizations fix their mistakes. The Reese Evans character only fixes the competition when somebody calls it out. It's kind of like fixing an obvious mistake because you're being called out for it. You're not fixing it for the right reasons. This competition doesn't want to fix itself for the right reasons. And that as a whole is big in our society. People don't want to change on their own. They need to be called out for it and then they only change because it's blatant and obvious. People do not want to change for the right reason. That's why this competition didn't change until somebody called them out on it. I think in a weird way, Misbehavior is like another film that recently came out this past year. Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7. Both films are about two activists. In Misbehavior, you have Sally, played by Keira Knightley, again a real person, Joanne, played by Jesse Buckley, and in Trial of the Chicago 7, you have Eddie Redmayne playing Tom Hayden, and you have Sasha Barra Cohen playing Abby Hoffman. And I think both films show the two sides of being an activist, while Sally, played by Knightley, and Hayden, played by Redmayne, are both intellectual. They try to make sound decisions. They're not going to go head first into a conflict. They are both fighting for change, but are trying to do it in a very smart, subtle way. Yet, also in these two films, you have Joanne, played by Jesse Buckley, and you have Hoffman, played by Cohen, who are both super drastic in your face. They are obvious that they want change. They are not thinking about the long term. They are trying to make drastic change in this exact moment of time in U.S. history. They are extreme. That's what I think is the most interesting thing about both of those films, Misbehavior and Trial of the Chicago 7, is that you can have two people who are fighting for the exact same thing, but be fighting for it in very different ways that conflict each other. I mean, there's a scene in this film where Knightley is sort of about to give up and Buckley just can't understand why. It's not about the short term. Like, Knightley is somewhat thinking about the long term, but she's also thinking about herself, her daughter in the short term, and Buckley is saying, basically, you shouldn't be thinking about yourself at all. This is about changing the world forever, not just changing it for right now. And that's what Hoffman is thinking in the Trials of Chicago 7. That's why I think both films are great companion pieces. You should definitely watch The Trial of the Chicago 7 after or before you see this film, Misbehavior. This is the kind of movie I enjoy. It's about movie stars. It's simple enough. It has something to say about where society has been and where it's possibly going. You get great performances from Keira Knightley and Jesse Buckley. You have a great supporting cast. Again, Greg Kinnear, Reese Evans, Gugu and Batu Ra and Leslie Manville. That's all I want from a movie. Good performances. There's a great comedic tone to this film, but it also has something real to say. Kira Knightley and Jesse Buckley should be
be enough to get you to watch Misbehavior. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Our Friend. Here's a quick synopsis. Dane puts his own personal life on hold to move in with his friends, a couple, Nicole and Matt, when Nicole gets sick. This is a film that came out early during the pandemic. It was one of the first films released on PVOD. I didn't check it out then. I'd been dying to see it. Then I finally rented it and boy was it worth the watch. And the cast is the biggest reason why. Let's get into it. First, one of the main leads of the film is Casey Affleck and since he starred in the assassination of Jesse James and Gone Baby Gone in the same year 2007, you can make the argument that Casey Affleck is the best and most consistent actor. He's great in Ain't Them Body Saints, Out of the Firmest, and The Old Man in the Gun. And his recent film work, he's dealt with grief and loss a lot in Manchester by the Sea, a ghost story. And again in this movie, I just feel like Casey Affleck is so good in picking which kind of movies he should make. He's working with some of the best, most underrated directors. He's not a movie star. He's just a real actor. He's also weirdly funny in dramas like Goodwill Hunting. Sometimes I just watch Goodwill Hunting to see the scenes with Casey Affleck. He's that good in that movie. And he's also really funny in Gone Baby Gone. Like he just can play every side of emotion. There's not like he's only good at comedy. He's only good at drama. Watch the Ocean's Eleven trilogy. He's one of the funniest things about those films along with Scott Kahn who plays his brother in those movies. I also love him in Tower Heist with Ben Stiller. Like, he's just had an amazing career, and I do think he's the most underrated lead actor of his generation. Despite the fact that he has an Oscar, I don't think people understand how amazing of an actor Casey Affleck really is. Again, just his 2007 alone, those two films that he made that year are two of probably my top 50 films I've ever seen. Gone Baby Gone has one of the most amazing endings of all time. I'm sorry, that's a top five movie ending. And then The Assassination of Jesse James is the best western of all time. It is a beautiful looking film. Casey Affleck is amazing in that film. Brad Pitt is amazing in that film. Jeremy Renner is amazing in that film. Sam Rockwell. Everything about that film is spectacular. So for him to be in those two films in one year. That's good enough for his career, but since then he has continued to do tremendous work. I'll also say this, A Ghost Story is the most underrated film of this past decade. That film stars Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara and through most of that movie, Casey Affleck plays a ghost. And that was a year after Manchester by the Sea where he won the Oscar. He had that amazing scene with Michelle Williams. He had great chemistry with Lucas Hedges. I just think there's not a better actor than Casey Affleck right now. Also in this movie is Jason Siegel who plays Dane and Dane is the perfect role for Siegel who became famous for playing the comedic best friend in Freaks and Geeks with Seth Rogen and James Franco How I Met Your Mother Knocked Up and I Love You Man This film connects where his career was and where it's going with more dramatic work like in the end of the tour. I mean Jason Siegel is at this point in his career where most people remember him for being the funny guy and this film lets him be the funny guy but also be in a serious drama which is I think something he wants to be 
in more of. I remember when this guy was on the top of the world with the Muppet movie. I mean, he was the lead of that film. He co-wrote that film with Nicholas Roller. I loved Jason Segel's earlier work. I loved him in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I think he's one of the funniest comedic actors of his generation, but I really do enjoy where his career is going, and I think he can do some really good dramatic work and still be very funny. I like that he's doing different things. I mean, it's impressive that he is holding his own against some of the best dramatic actors working today. In the end of the tour with Jesse Eisenberg, I thought he was terrific, and now in this film where a lot of his scenes are with Casey Affleck, he is really holding his own. He belongs to be in this kind of movie. Siegel's next project is an HBO miniseries about the 1980s Showtime Lakers, where he will play former Laker coach Paul Westhead with John C. Riley, Jason Clark, Adrian Brody, and Bo Burnham. And also in this film is Dakota Johnson, who continues her streak of being in really good movies like The Peanut Butter Falcon and The High Note. She's really good in this and has great chemistry with both Affleck and Siegel, and not a lot of people could pull this role off, but Johnson does so brilliantly. I mean, it's kind of hard to be the character in the movie that we all know is going to die. Some of those characters can be bleak and dull. I thought Dakota Johnson brought her usual charisma to the role. What's impressive about our friend is that it's switching back and forth between genres. At times, it's a jarring drama, while at other times, it's a slapstick comedy with Jason Siegel doing his thing. And I think tonally, that's difficult to pull off, but this movie really does so. I also really like what this movie had to say about Dane. This movie is based on a real story. Dane really did move in with this couple. And what it had to say about somebody being like Dane is how rare it is. We all want to believe that we would be like Jason Siegel's character, Dane, and move in with our friends when they get sick and be the best friend ever. But the truth is, that would be really difficult. That would be too much of a hardship for most of us to pull off. And there's even a point where Casey Affleck's character is telling some of his other friends, you're not going to be there in the end when Dakota Johnson's character gets more and more sick. Dane is going to be the last one standing because he could tell Dane was going to be there till the end. I don't feel like most of us would be there till the end, even for some of our closest friends. We'd all love to imagine it, but I think the Danes of the world are super, super rare, and I really like that this movie points that fact out. And also, not being like Dane doesn't make you a bad person. It just points out how rare of a friend a Dane is in life. I mean, it's so rare that they turned it into a movie. Think about that. They It was that rare that they thought they should make it into a movie, because most of us have not seen friends like this. A guy who is willing to give up his own personal life to move in with his best friends while one of them becomes seriously ill. That just doesn't happen all the time. I also want to say for as much as I really like the movie, I think overall this film really benefited from the fact that three major movie stars were in it. You can debate whether or not they're the biggest movie stars in the world, but these are well-known actors. Casey Affleck, Jason Segel, and Dakota Johnson, and they brought their movie star charisma to this movie. This is the type of movie I like to point 
about when people say that the movie star is dead. No, the movie star has made a okay movie, a really good movie. Like, I think this movie could have been okay if it had been played by lesser known actors, but I really enjoyed it because of the fact that Casey Affleck is an amazing actor. Jason Segel was giving one of the best performances of his career, and Dakota Johnson is brilliant. And this film benefits from my history of watching these actors. Again, the fact that I've seen Jason Segel play the best friend in How I Met Your Mother helped this film immensely. The fact that I saw him play a best friend in Knocked Up, I knew he could play this type of role. Again, I love you, man, with Paul Rudd. I've seen him play the best friend over and over again. So in my mind, he is very believable playing someone's best friend. With Casey Affleck, I've seen him deal with grief. I know how good he is as an actor. I'm willing to watch him do anything on screen. He's amazing. Dakota Johnson has done some really great work as an actress recently, but also she's just playing a movie star. You could watch her do anything. She has movie star charisma. Don't tell me that the movie star is dead. Just watch this movie and you'll find out the opposite is true. This movie benefits from the fact that there are well-known actors who I have a history with starring in the film. And not only are they great actors, they are great movie stars, all three of them in a way. They also just get people to watch the movie in general. Like, yes, this is a, a nice story, but if lesser known actors were the star of this film, I might not have given it a chance. But Casey Affleck, Jason Segel, and Dakota Johnson get me to watch this movie. And in the end, they make it worth it because they give some of the best performances of their career, especially Jason Segel, who is becoming a really stellar supporting actor in movies. I don't think Our Friend is an awards contending film, but it is a film worth seeing. It's a feel-good film. It feels a lot like one of Johnson's other films, The Peanut Butter Falcon. Like, you just feel good watching that film. I felt the same way watching Our Friend. I felt good watching it. I like the things about Dane. Some of it, listen, could this film have done without some of the Jason Segel on his own scenes? Probably. But the scenes where it was Jason Segel and Casey Affleck, I thought were tremendous. I, I don't think this was the best performance of Dakota Johnson's career, but I thought she was really good in the film. Sometimes when you watch a movie like this and you know something bad is going to happen to one of the main characters no matter what, and that's the hook of the film, that can be annoying. Like when you watch a movie where someone's playing someone ill and you're like, I know what the ending is going to be. I wonder if that's all the movie has to say. I think this film has something to say other than that. I think this movie is about how rare a friend like Dane is. And for that, I think it's worth watching because again, that's such a rare person to have a Dane in your life. And we all want to be Dane and we all want somebody like Dane in our lives. I definitely recommend you check out the movie Our Friend. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week I put the spotlight on the movie's misbehavior and Our Friend. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actor Ryan Gosling in the movie Standing Up, Falling Down, starring Ben Schwartz and Billy Crystal. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>